And I got a question for you, and, and it makes me wonder back on, to my even my own answer, which could be a little intimidating to the reason why this is how it is. But what is it that inspired you to be an educator? What is it that inspired you to even be an EMS? You know, like to move up into a position where you're at now, owning your own organization that educates. So I was a lifeguard. I was a swimmer, oh. naturally. So I was a swimmer. So I actually became a lifeguard. I was a junior lifeguard at like 13 or 14. Did my first save as a junior lifeguard. Holy cow, man, little, little kid drowning in the diving tank, you know, primary guard missed it, but that's why we have rovers and, you know, the junior lifeguard. That was my first save, man. That feeling is electrifying, bro. Like, and you know what I mean? Like you get out, you got two, two going on, like that feeling of adrenaline pump and everything. Like there is no drug on this planet that compares to that. And that, that got me hooked early. Yeah, not even ketamine. <laughs> so, yeah, so I mean, so I was uh, in high school, I went to go talk with my, uh, counselor my career counselor and you know hey what are you plan out our you know trying to plan out my classes and stuff and i was like hey i want to go take this cmp class over here you know and they're like oh well this this neighboring because it's in the same school district but hey over at this high school you know they put on a fire science class in the afternoon say so when you graduate you get your fire one and your emt basic okay so i'll leave my high school after second period and go out there the rest of the day and we I graduated, I had my fire one and my ENT basic. So I was set for success, but I had to go find that out early on. I didn't wait for it to occur. But why took advantage of the programs in high school? Because this, this is all free education. And you get done with it and you can, hey, I'm a high school graduate that could make 30000 in a year. Man, as someone that's 19 to live in a home in my parents' basement, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I can live comfortably. Yep. So. So you you just got to get inspired, but that led into my, my drive to learn more critical medicine. Like we talked about sure. being a small rural, you know, fire department that's doing transports from the border and the Dallas up to Tucson, and then there ain't no resources. And the education was even scarcer. I mean, my education was reading Tim's magazines back then because we didn't have Facebook. We didn't have Twitter. We didn't have LinkedIn. We didn't have all this stuff where I get instant and I could go Google something and find something. You know, you had to subscribe to publishers. You had to subscribe to journals. You had to crack your books. And that was how we learned back then. Yes. But every call I came back from, I would always just go back in and dive into the books and, and get back after it. But that led into, hey, I started out teaching AHA courses. Because I, I tell a lot of people, like, hey, how'd you get educated? Like, how'd you become this, like, this comfortable instructor to sit in front of a room? Because that just, just doesn't occur naturally. Right. I am not a public speaker. I did not grow into public speaking, right. bro. Now I do it all the time. I'm comfortable. <laughs> yep. Doing something like this, I, I just winged it. I came in here, put the kids upstairs, and hey, here, here you go. I'm going to do a podcast. Hey. Grab a bottle of uh, piggyback for the whistle pig, right? Yeah, the whistle pig, the whistle pig. But Which, he, by the way, is amazing. When you start feeling that when you start feeling that yeah and you know this like we talked about like when you get that spark and the scene comes back like oh i got it all right did something right or they they feel clinically confident and you might be totally not secure or incompetent inside uh you just get that passion man and it's not for everybody like i said some people grow into this some people like hazmat tech some people like technical rescue some people like tech i mean it just you go where your passion is mine was just medicine and it just naturally evolved into you know, being an FTO and then, you know, be, I was the base educator at some of my, I was a QA manager for the program. Uh, so you just kind of get drawn into that and you just, Hey, I want to teach. And 
HA classes led to PHDOS classes, which led into landing zone classes, because I didn't even want to teach those as a medic. After being a freaking flight medic for like eight years, I still wouldn't go teach an LZ class. I'm like, really? nope, I'm not doing that. You won't put me in front. I'd always make the newbie go do it. Hey, right. I'm pulling rack. Right. So, yeah, he's just like, hey, iron my stripes. But, but you have to. At some point, yeah. you just got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And you're going to just, you're going to box it up. You're going to mess it up. And it's all part of the learning experience. Like you said, unless you're making mistakes and failing, you're not really learning. You're not trying harder. The more mistakes, the faster I learn. That's really what it is. As long as I'm learning from my mistakes, but you got to have the passion to be the educator. That's it. You know, and then for me, going to my past, you know, I think one of the things that really inspired me to step up and start the education, same thing. You go into CPR instructor and all the other HA courses. For me, is that I, I encountered a organization that I, I worked for in the past who their leadership and their instructor leadership was very toxic. And for me, being one of the new individuals there, I was looking around the room. I was like, these people who I know work hard deserve better than this. So I quickly was working my way to take those jobs, <laughs> take that position, take that instructor position. I worked my way hey, up and I got my license. That, like I, this that's is how you do it. Man. You just <laughs> get, you're life. hungry. Right? Like yeah. I said, either you're hungry and, and, and here's what I would say. Competition is good, right? If you're in a leadership role, you're in a role and there's someone behind you that's hungry. Yes. You should be scared for your job. You shouldn't set them up for failure, but that should motivate you to show up every day. Yes. And make sure that you're delivering on your stuff. Yes. Because, and, and dude, I'll tell you, and you know this, there's silent leaders in every organization. Mm-hmm. You know, IMED has their own silent leaders, and, and I need those guys. I, absolutely, guys and girls, please, by all means. We have to, I love, I'm super proud of our diversity with IMED. But it, it is that thing. You, you have to, you got to do it, man. You just got to be a part of it. Right, right. That's no, that's impressive. I it's it gets more and more impressive even talking to you because you got all this background and talking about even you started a lifeguard. I didn't know that, <laughs> and you're a swimmer, you know. So I'm working my way into doing the whole dive team for my my department, and that's you know diving is kind of my niche, but it's uh it's an understanding. Well, and that's why I wanted to be a seal early on. Yeah, right. But, you know, swimming in high school. Oh. By the time I graduated, I already had three shoulder surgeries oh. and pins. So I tried to go through MEPS twice. I tried to get an animals waiver to get. But I wanted to guarantee that I at least got to show up the buds, and I yeah. I was not able to secure that. So then I went the DOD route, there and you go. Yeah, it still worked out. It still worked out, man. I that's still awesome. got to play with a lot of good dudes and do a lot of cool shit. And at the end of the day, it's an experience I wouldn't trade. Awesome. And now. You know, take it away and, and that progress into firefighting and then that progress into critical care and then that progress into flight, which then turned into being an educator. And who the hell knew I was going to be a CEO and start a company? You would ask me that. Did you think you were going to be here? Team? Oh, you shoot. No, <laughs> and here man. you are. Yeah. I'm not that guy. I was watching, you know, the Eric Bowers, the Will Wingfields of the world and the Charlie yeah. Swearingen's and Anthony Baca and all, you know, just all of those, you know, those, those who are in my time, that's who I was growing up with, man. Like yeah. that's, so to be considered, you know, and even be, you know, amongst that group or, you know, that's, that's held in high regard. And I don't want that go lightly. And I hopefully be a good steward, right? Like a good leader. Like you said, I'm always on camera, man. Yes. And, and it, it's, I want to be a good role model for other people. I want people to be better than I do. I don't want people to make the mistakes that I did. You know, that's I do want more diversity in our industry. I want people to be nicer. I mean, it's sounded, I have to say, I want you to just be nice and kind, but I do. You know, there's things that I just like, I grew up with crappy instructors. I grew up with crappy um, managers, leaders, all of that. I, we all have to some right. degree. Some of us just don't even know we are that person. You know, it's just, but we all travel 
different paths. But at the end of the day, you know, we all want to do good in this world and put out good things. So, yes. so here you are as a leader, right? A CEO, and you're still in, in a different way, a silent leader. Cause recently I seen your posting about your dog and the airlines that you're trying to promote or get, you know, accredited for um, yeah. the service dog. And you yeah. were setting up for everybody else behind you. You know what I mean? Like you were trying to make sure that the, the struggle that you came across trying to get your dog um, registered as a service dog would never occur to somebody else who needed it as well. You know, so that's the silent yeah. leadership role right there. It's, it's making, making that little extra easy movement for people following behind you. And uh, that's that community stewardship, stewardship. Right, bro. That's it. That's what it is. That's I it. just, you know, Hey, I, I, if you see it, it, it goes as simple as this. You remember when your parents used to tell you, Hey man, you saw that piece of trash. Why don't you pick it up? Yeah. You saw it. Why don't you own it? Like just tell it. It's not my piece of trash. I don't, I, I don't care. I'd say that to my own kids. And I, I give them a quarter for every piece of trash. Because now I pick up trash all the time. But I want to instill that, that, hey, just because it isn't your mess to deal with, if you have the capability to handle that, whether it be picking up trash, making a couple of, of calls to Delta and maybe some news channels <laughs> to make some impactful <laughs> yes. change, because yeah. I'm still dealing with that mess, by the way, today. Oh, still yeah. dealing with that mess. Oh, yeah. It's it's crazy. It, oh. it is, it, it's frustrating. But you're right. Like I, I see a pain point. I have the capability to maybe make an impact and, and make it a little bit smoother for the next person. Yes. Maybe I don't solve the whole problem, but maybe I take one layer of that problem away. Yes. You know? And that is how people got to realize, like, you're not going to just have this big impactful change every time you want to have change. That's what I thought. I thought, Hey, if I want to have the whole program be standardized, boom, it would be standardized. No, yes. you got to start That's small, it. bro. Micro That's changes. It. Hey, I'm going to change out just the trauma bag or just a monitor and then step into something else. And then because people can't handle that, you know, they can't handle the boom, you know, even though that is what mess it is, it changes all the time. It's dynamic. Right. So, this is probably a good opportunity to kind of bring it up, but what's, uh, what's your stance with everything you just said about making it easier for the next person? And obviously you're doing it because it's mental health, right? How do we break that stigma of mental health within the organization? That, that stigma of like, Hey, having issues is weakness or having a bad day or a mental breakdown is weakness. Even going up to somebody and saying, Hey, I need to talk to somebody. It's shut down recent or uh, reoccurringly as weakness. You know, how do we break that stigma that it's okay to be okay? Talk about it, man. Talk about it. Yeah, talk about it. I mean, hell, I, I, and this is a trigger warning for anybody listening, but man, I, four years ago, I had a gun in my mouth. I had a misfire. You don't use federal rounds, but great thing I did. Mm. I'm still here. You know, there was a lot of growth and a lot of things I went through after that, that, you know, I mean, uh, and, and this was a good post. Someone made it yesterday. I think it was yesterday they responded to it. But I saw someone that made a post about the fact of, you know, I, I tell people I'm not a therapist, but I do think that, you know, checking in with fellows within our industry or just other people that may have gone through it. I mean, I'm not a certified therapist by any freaking means, bro. Not by a far stretch. I've gone through some trials. I've gone through some adversity. And I made it through the fog on the other side. I was that person down at the bottom of the pit that felt alone and in despair and didn't have any way out. I was that person. I got back into that. And two years later, I tried to drive my car off the cliff. Not a lot of people know that. So, you know, I did. I successfully drove my car off the cliff. It just happened to be a lost soul at the bottom. Didn't plan on that. No. Um, so you talk about it, man. It's, it's a real thing. It kills people. It's killing people right now. We have more resources and, and awareness than we've ever had in this, this whole career field. 
in the last 10 years, in the last year alone, we've had more awareness and, and resources brought to the table than ever before in the history of EMS. And yet the suicide rates are continuing to double and triple every year. Why? I don't know why. I don't have that answer. But I will tell you that, at least for me, I hope someone sees my story. I am not perfect by any means. I have gone through my own struggles, and I continue to. Every, every day I have an off day. Yesterday was an off day for me. Today's a good day. You know, yeah. every 24 hours, you, the sun comes up again, bro. Yes. It does. Yeah. You know, it's really simple to just, right now, if you're listening to this, sit in, type in your phone, and then copy this so you make it really easy. It's not hard. It'll take you less than a minute, I guarantee. Type in, hey, just want to say I appreciate you. Type that out. Type it to one person. Copy and paste it and send it to two more people. You do that, that's how we start. We just check in. I got friends that are all over the, you know, I got a friend in, in the Pacific Northwest. I got one down in kind of the Kentucky, Virginia, other, another one going through a storm in New, uh, New York. And we, we've all struggled with it, and, but we have a little text group going and, and we talk about it. You know? it, it's just real talk. So we're talking about it amongst fellow people. Um, maybe that's a small start, but it does start with having the conversation. One of the things I plan on doing uh, early uh, this coming winter in, in 2022 is having a panel discussion about this very topic because it is very important to me. Obviously, I have a service dog. I'm, I'm not going to shy that away. Um, there's a lot of people out there. Have I traveled with you? No, because that in itself is a barrier, a mental barrier for me. And this whole trial I'm going through with Delta right now is definitely testing that barrier. But I know I have the, I'm more uh, suited with the tools I've been given through the university I've gone through in the last couple of years that I'm able to weather the storm. It's just, you know, instead of a big old hurricane, it's just like, okay, I get it. it's a rainstorm. It's going to pass. It's going to get through. And I'm going to work my way through it. I have a lot of good friends and mentors that are real. So if we don't start creating safe spaces to learn, to share, to, to hear different perspectives, whether you agree with them or not, well, guess what? You're going to continue to see those suicide rates climb. Now I'm just being real and, and I have no statistics to back this up, but I, I can tell you uh, as someone who has lost three people this year alone that were part of my group in some way in that form and trying to seek help that ended up succumbing and taking their life. That's hard. That was three people that I was trying to help this last year. That succumbed. That hurts, man. It, it, it stings. It, it gets to the point where you're like, why should I keep doing this? Right. Um, so a lot of that changes. And, but, how do we do this? We, we talk about it. It's just real talk. And if you talk to those of us out there that truly suffer and truly have been through it and you know, working our way through it, guess what we'll tell you? Talk. <laughs> the more we talk about it, I, I just don't worry about judgment anymore. I think I, I really get And this is what I learned from when you mentioned those PR, how did I weather those PR storms? Well, what I learned from that, I'm actually bringing over to how I handle my PTSD and my, my anxiety because I'm learning just to, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I'm learning just to talk randomly and share things that I probably wouldn't share in the past in the hopes that someone else sees that. And I might get trolled for this. I don't know. I don't care. I'll tell you right now. I, I really, I give zero. I have zero, you know, blank, 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 dot, dot, dot right. to give. Um, and the reason why is I had a really good mentor. His name's Sal, Sal I. Um, he's also, I am his medical director. Why? Because dude, I love that guy. He's a good mentor to me. He's a good role model for me. And that's why I brought him more and more into IA Med and what we're doing. But he told me early on that, especially when I was going through that is, man, there's negative people. You know, he's like, you don't think I get trolled? I get trolled all the time. And then he showed me this post where he just got trolled hardcore. I'm like, what? how do you deal with this? He's like, it takes a mental toll on you. It does. Eventually you learn how to shut out the negativity. And it's up to you if you want to own that person's negativity, A, 
And B, if you want to expend your own personal time, energy, and resources to respond to that negativity. And what I've simply just done is I don't respond anymore. Yes. I don't perceive it as negativity. I'm not going to give fuel to the fire. If that's your perspective, hey, man, I respect your perspective. Not for me. I'm not even going to respond. You're not even going to get a response from me because I'm not going to. That time is time I could be spending with my wife right now. That's time I could be spending with my kid to go do something, right? Like, I don't need to defend myself to, to a lot of people who don't even know who the real Chris is, what I've done, where I've been. And we all have a story, right? We all, and not just Chris, not just Vince. We all have a story. So just be respectful of everybody's story. Yep. And you'd be surprised at how many people probably could relate to the story right now. You know? I guarantee Man, we did the Peter Antebi, uh, how to how to communicate when a child dies. Man, holy! Remember, man, we we had real talk. That's why it was so impactful. Man, I I remember when when Gwen Lawson, um, and I'm not going to share her story because it's not my story to share. Sure. But she shared it. She did a little video for us, and we showed that after the summer of Icon of 2020. And I don't know if you remember that, but she was very raw, and mm-hmm. she's also one of the people that you know we would have lost. But look at her now. Like, look at how much she's impacting medicine, being a good educator. She's the next, you know, she's the next one. She's one of the next ones. And, and she would have been gone. And she survived. And so it, it's a good testament to other people out there that are struggling with this right now. Because I know there's going to be people listening to this. They're right now in a dark spot. You're depressed. You're sad. You're not sure what to do. You know, you just don't want to keep going. I'll tell you, it's worth it, man. Yeah. You can do it. You, it, it. It simply does take energy. But you do need to learn how to talk. You do need to learn to ask for help. And that's the hardest part. Because I'll tell you, in my minute, especially right before I pulled that trigger, I wasn't thinking about talking. I wasn't going to text anybody, hey, come help me. No, I'm all right. I was past that point hours ago, maybe even a day ago. So you got to remember, these people, it didn't just happen. It's been building up. Right. Okay. How can we head that off? Man, get a good group together. Have a conversation, man. Have a whiskey and bourbon happy hour session, man. I, I don't care. Do something. Yeah. I mean, we had an ugly sweater party today. That was actually really freaking fun. That's awesome. We did it all remote. We did it all on Zoom, man. It was, it was, especially in these times when people are feeling disconnected from, I mean, and the more rural you go, I spoke at the, the four rural health associations conference just last month, and we talked about this. It was the more rural you are, the more disconnected you're probably feeling right now with right. the pandemic and everything going on. And those people, man, when you think about it, you, you hear the numbers and you're like, oh, that's not very high but per capita, right? It actually is really high, especially compared to like a metropolitan where you have just more providers, you know, in the pool. So you got to start thinking, we can just say hi, be kind. Man, will you feel the energy that you feel like you need to troll on someone and beat them down or show them that you're right or they're wrong or whatever? Stop, take a breath and go, if this person is having a bad day, is this going to help them? Because if it's not, and that's not how that message is coming across, you're going to, what you say does hurt. Words do hurt, man. They do. It's just, you get comfortable on the other side, dealing with those words and how you want to manage them as they come in. Early on, you don't have that perspective and you don't get that until you've been through some adversity and some challenges. So Man, it's uh, you. You gotta talk, and you gotta be kind. You gotta work this out, and you gotta be open to just giving back. Because if you guys are gonna be selfish, you guys are gonna troll other people. You're gonna cut them down. They're right. You're wrong. Whatever. 
there is no right or wrong. <laughs> there's just differences of opinion. There's perspectives. There's, there's ways I can improve. That's called constructive feedback going, Hey, you're wrong. And da, 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 da. well, guess what? All the other people that were thinking about saying something or maybe finally building up the courage to make their first blog or first podcast or first post, guess what they just did? Whoa, I'm going to go back into Shut the room down. and I'm not coming back out. Right. You know, and, and that, does damage that does harm so you you know one of, the, one of the things i like about you know green berets they have a very especially if you're an 18 delta hey do no harm do no harm so don't hurt somebody and know how you could hurt somebody right and words hurt how you react hurts so you know i think we as a a, a growing and evolving profession need to recognize that and take some ownership with it man next time you guys are on social media just be a little bit kinder take your yes. your dial and just Click it to the left one. That yep. makes a difference right there. <laughs> if you see someone getting trolled, it's like the pick up the trash method, <laughs> right? If I see someone getting trolled, I'm probably either going to direct message somebody or say something yep. because we don't need to bully and cut people down. It does right. nothing for them. It does nothing for our industry. And if anything, it's only furthering a systemic problem that already exists. And we know it exists. We're just not talking about it as much. That's it. You know, next time you see somebody cut you off in the car, you don't know. If they're going to their own emergency, you know what I mean? You don't know where they're heading. Wayne Dyer had a good quote. He's like, you know, hey, the next time someone cut you, exactly what you said. I don't know if you maybe read the same book that I read, but he, was like, he made the same analogy. He's like, hey, you never know. You, know. you never know what someone's doing. You know, that could be their emergency. They could be having a bad day. You know, right. Is it really a man road rage? Why? Yeah. You know, and I, I will be. I would be remiss if I didn't say this. I do have a little bit of aggravated driving, I would say, sure. <laughs> just because I, I deal with my anxiety. And that's just yeah. one of the things that comes with having PTSD, bro. Because <laughs> I remember those days of being in the fire truck and laying on the siren. People aren't getting out of the way. Nope. Well, they sure as shit don't get out of the way if you're in the fast lane <laughs> nowadays. So how are you going to do with that? Yep. Well, I listen to the call map. I listen to an audio book when I drive to work because I know there's going to be traffic. It's going to make me frustrated, right? Listen so to I the <laughs> yeah, that podcast, your podcast, within the lines, absolutely. Uh, but you, you got to think about it, man. You, you got to try to make some things. And then, there, I mean, like I said, there's days where I'm great and I'm on my game, and there's days where I'm off. And as long as you, it's one step forward, two steps back. As long as you're trying to make forward progress, you know, forward progress is forward progress. At least you're trying versus I gave up. You know, sure. giving up is a whole other game. That's it. That's it. And I'm, I'm actually really impressed, you know, because you, you touched up a lot of content that we've been trying to dabble in with on the conversations. Um, you brought a lot of different perspectives that have blown my mind, <laughs> which is awesome, which is awesome. I've written down a lot There's of just different perspectives, man. And that's what that's having it. conversations does. Man. It, it has you unlock other things. You're like, I didn't see it from that way, but that yes. hopefully unlocks something else within you that you're yes. trying to go after. It's a right domino now. effect. And, and I love what you guys are doing, man, and, and trying to connect some of these dots because we are a fragmented industry, whether it be public safety as a whole, you know, dispatchers, police, you know, we're, we're not all like synergized up as we think we are. You know, we, we all like to act like we're a big happy right. family. We sure as crap happy family. <laughs> we're not. Yeah. When I see, you know, even here, when I see my student filled up with a cop and a firefighter and uh, another, another flight medic and whatnot, we're all mingling. You know, we, how come we're not doing that outside? How come we're not doing that in uniform? It seems like there's a bridge you know, that just yeah. disconnects everybody. You would get people like, oh, we land on, I mean, some of those hospitals we land on, there's like three pads, right? And so you would have three different air medical services right. on the same pad. Or they might be from the same similar region, especially in Arizona, dude, it is a cutthroat market. And and what I would see is people are just like, oh, yeah, that's, that's so and so. They would just like snub them, you know? I'm like, yeah. 
you know, I've worn five different colors of flight suits. That means I've worked for five air medical companies. Guess what? You think at any point in time I cared about the competition? No, I cared about being a good clinician. <laughs> and so guess what? You know, every time they would either land at our hospital or I would see them, I always grab an extra bottle or some water. Hey, extend the courtesy, open that door, build that bridge, be that person that opens doors, not shuts them. Yes, if you continue to shut doors, you will never get ahead. You will not because you're always going to be just closed in to where you're at in your current state. You've got to be opening up doors. More doors you open, some are going to be great. Some are going to have you go through the other door. Yep. Close all the doors, so, you find yourself alone in a room. Yeah, that's what it's going to turn out to be. That's, that's exactly. And you turn the lights off on someone, and you know that's what we call PTSD in the bottomless pit. Yes, and sir. I call it fog because I didn't even know I was in it until after the fact. Sure. You just don't. Sure. Now I recognize in other people, uh, some of the signs and the symptoms. And I can't tell you, I would recognize that beforehand after going through what I went through is more like after the fact, yeah. but yeah, you see those things. But like I said, man, just be kind. Send somebody a text, say hi. Next time you see a, a fellow, you know, ambulance competitor, whatever it could be, just, Hey, go up and shake their hand. Hey, I'm Chris. I'm with so-and-so. I just, Hey, how are you guys doing? How's your shift? Just be kind, man. That's, That's all it. you gotta do. <laughs> you just gotta be kind. For it's all you listening right now, I challenge you with that then. Pick up your phone, yeah. pause the show, and then text three people that you appreciate them. You know, just make yeah. it contagious and let that domino It, it takes over. 60 seconds, man. That's you copy and paste copy that. And paste. I, and, and, and that's all I do. I, and it seems cheesy, but guess what? I'm, I'm impacting three people that day that may or may not need it. And maybe one, maybe all three of them didn't need it. But maybe that one time I did, that, and you'll never know. Right. I'll never know if that person's going through a bad day or not. I won't. Right. Um, I, I, I did call a friend the other day when I was driving down to St. George with my kids and that friend was, is one of the members of my group. And I just call him out at random cause I had time. I had, I was driving. I got time. I finally got time back. I was going to connect with people. So I called him up and afterwards he uh, shot me a text and he's like, Hey man, I was, I was really struggling right there. And I really appreciate that phone call. That really set me on a different path today. I was like, I had no idea, bro. I was just calling to say hi. So when you talk about the buddy check system and stuff like that, it, it's real. Yep. It does work. But guess what? It takes all of us actually picking up a phone and doing something, right? Like yep. write a letter, send an email. I don't care. Send something. Make smoke signals. But just right. say, say hi. Say I appreciate you. That's cool. That's it. That's all it takes sometimes. Yeah. That's, you, that's you don't need to have an ego to just just check in on somebody. Yes. So absolutely, absolutely. With that, would you say this might be a good opportunity for us to talk about what you and I have planned for the show? Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be a good opportunity. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you kind of. So, I mean, as Vincent led, you know, he kind of reached out and, you know, he was a student and I've been following him on social media a little bit because I, I do. I, I listen to other podcasts. And I like to see what's out there and variety. I watch YouTube too. You know, um, I came across and what really struck me was your mission, right? Who you guys are, how you conduct yourself, the professionalism. Um, you know, you might be a new podcast, but you're, you're setting all the right steps, right? You're, you're, you're not, I wouldn't say checking boxes or checking marks, but character is good. Inviting safe space, trying to have tough conversations to bring our industry together, make an impactful change on what you can do. Like, like you mentioned, you're like, Hey, I'm a new startup podcast. Like I don't, you gotta do something. I remember I watched your first one, you know, with all three <laughs> of you guys sitting around just doing your thing. Yeah. Like, I was like, that's how, that's how it starts. I mean, me and Andy were down here at that bar that I had behind me. That's, that's where I did my first podcast, but it was over awesome. on this side because I had a hole in my ceiling. Finally fixed the hole in my ceiling after two years. <laughs> that's how I finally got my time back. It took me two years to get oh. it back just to fix the hole in my ceiling. Yep. But, dude, you got to start from somewhere. And I was really impressed by that. You know, you, 
having conversations like this, I thought, A, not only is this good conversation to be having, good character, good group, like-minded, but also I do think other people would benefit from listening to this. And, and not to say that they're not listening to it, but hey, if I'm going to listen to something, that's why we came up with the same question. Hey, if I'm going to listen to something that's good, inspiring, that's up to date, it, it speaks to the new generation, especially to the philosophy that IAMED carries. Uh, and the CME Collective as a whole, it's a community. It's not just IAMED. It's, it's a bunch of like-minded educators, companies, things like that are coming together to put their material in place. And, you know, we want to put good stuff in there that's going to impact our industry and it's accessible. So if I can listen to this, especially podcasts like this, like tonight's episode and get a CU out of it, I'm checking my box. I'm not just expending energy, right? Just listening and learning. I'm actually expending energy, listening, learning, and I'm checking off that box for that right. NREMT refresher, yep. that FPC refresher. <laughs> so, and, and I do think that these conversations are what I would like for people to be exposed to. And so that is where my ability to come in is and, and help out with that and provide the platform. You guys provide the content. So with that, Vince, do you want to share the news? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Um, so for those who I'm sure if you listen to the other shows, I've always talked about IMED um, and their CME collective and they have a, it's a collection of Con Ed that you can go to. You can watch on your own time, on demand, and you could uh, partake and, and even listen to. So Chris has invited us to be on board of their system, on their collective. Um, and if you listen to our training show, you can maintain and gain a Con Ed hour for our training and, uh, episode. Uh, for that, A, that shows me that, A, I'm honored. I'm, I'm, bl- I'm blessed. I'm thankful that you even, even talked about the show like that. That means we're doing something good. You know, that is a win for us. When someone's carrying away good information from our show and then even being influenced to be a better person the next day, that's success. You know, and then B, if if you, you could listen to the show and you get a content hour to renew your license, even better. <laughs> you know, that's where it's right. at. It's another tool in your toolbox. You know, it's another so. tool in your toolbox, you know. And, and, and some of these episodes like this, there's Heavy Lies of Helmet episodes, Rebel Yam, Icon. You know, we create some of our recertification refresher courses out of these shows like this. So, you know, you mentioned, like, how do I have the ability to impact? Well, anybody that takes a Paramac refresher or EMT refresher, guess what? They're doing the, the depth communication course by Alexander, which is another, you know, CME collective partner. They're doing some of heavy lines of helmets. So they're getting different perspectives from across the, the, the band. But they also have access to everything else because they can go do whatever they want on top of that. But we, we do kind of put select courses in there. And, and I do cherry pick some of those. And it, it does, it, you know, expand a little bit of who Chris or I wouldn't even say Chris. It's who I met is and what we kind of believe in, right? It's, it's that culture. It's that, hey, I want, I want people to know more about this because I, I feel like professional development is so underserved. And one of the reasons why we're not retaining people because we set them up for failure from the start. We don't put them into a leadership role for success because the person in front of them was trying to hinder their success the whole time. So, you know, being able to use high quality podcasts like this, you know, agencies can pick it up. If it feels like they benefit them, they can assign it to their students as well. So it just, it takes something that maybe nobody, they would never have exposure to within, you know, thin lines or IAMED or anything like that, or heavy lines of helmet, but now they do. And, right. and now you're just seeing that cross pollination of industry and, and people that are really hungry for knowledge and education. And, and that's the CME collective. And, and we do fun events like crash and learn in the fall, like, you mentioned it. Hey, I hate using PowerPoint. Well, crash and learn. I hope you're teaching there because guess what? There are no PowerPoints allowed. Zero. It is all ad hoc education. 
we are going to throw it right at you. So that means, A, you better know your stuff and yourself if you're, if right. you're speaking right. or talking. Uh, but no, it's, it's a good opportunity. It's a different experience. But we try to do little things like this. We have icon. We, we have a common you know community thread that we talk on on Slack to help grow or learn from because we're all trying to help each other. Out, you know, um, It's not just one mission. It's, it's a bunch of us coming together because the more that we're able to bring together, the more synergy we could have, the more impact we as a collective group carry right. to make, and, and, and I'm not here to change the world. I'm not here to change EMS as a whole. That's going to take continual development over decades that are still to come. Um, what I can do though, is I can make sure that this fractured kind of, you know, education system, because dude, these podcasts and, and stuff like that, you guys are putting out are good stuff. It's great stuff. I'd much rather learn about this stuff than the same cookie cutter stuff I learned every year. Right. I'm actually growing as a professional and I'm allowing myself to grow. And that's what I hope, you know, that that's what I can impact with the CME collective is we can all come together, help support each other. They help me as a speaker, help me as an educator, me figure out AV stuff, like every little thing, you know, but it does take like-minded people to get together and we just kind of help each other out. And that fosters hopefully a fun environment of safe educational learning. Because if you've ever noticed any of the medical threads and things like that on the, any of the IMA channels, like we're very, yeah, hey, if, if you got something to say and it's it, and you're gonna break one of our core character policies, like you're gone. We don't even. And if you're a student, we let you go too. Yes. People may not know about that because we don't we don't broadcast it, but no. it's because I don't need that negativity in our space, right? You know, and and it, trust me, we give everybody the opportunity to to, to course correct. You know, yep. at the end of the day, that's up to that individual. And but you have to take a stance as a, not only as a as a business person. But as you know, setting that precedent because everybody else starts seeing that precedent. You know, changing our our pride. You know, change our logo for Pride Month. That was that's huge. I have friends. I have employees that represent with that community. And for you not to, for you to troll for other organizations not to be supportive of that. I mean, clearly EMS is not a safe space. And I've had plenty of people reach out and share their stories. And it's it's sad to hear some of these stories, but it does give me the opportunity and, and the fuel to help bring other people together like you to help me, you know, with what I want to kind of hopefully achieve with the industry. And I think it, it, we're all on the same path, right? We all want to make change. We all want to make this better. We don't have the tough discussions. We want to talk about mental health disorders, um, but we got to get together and we got to rally. That's yep. what the nurses did. Look yep. where they are today. <laughs> just saying. Yep. Yep. I'm just going to take a play out of their playbook. <laughs> hey, they, they unified rallied and man, they own it. Absolutely. You know, so That's it. You what can we do? Well, figure we it work. out. We can, you, we can you got the system figured out. I think you're, you're doing a great movement. You know, the CMA Collective, you go there, you see everything from safety, from innovations. I mean, you could learn about every little detail that's going to make you better tomorrow. And something you told me early on when we first started talking about this, this show that we have um, is that you, you appreciated the fact that we're having conversations that nobody wants to have, but they need to have. You know, the mental yes. well-being, the toxic leadership, how to take care of your family. You know, so those, those, that information that nobody really addresses, but the minute they start listening, they're like, wow, yeah, I'm not taking care of my family. I need to be hundred percent present. Just like you said, you know, it's even from me doing this show, me and doing, doing this, this episode, we're coming up to a year now that we've, we've launched. I've learned so much more about my own flaws you know? and I'm yeah. trying to work better at it. And that's, that's right. how you become it. And I always invite more guests to be like, you may learn something from yourself just by talking about your experience. You know, and then uh, you know, the that's, best uh, kind of uh, education you can do for self-help is just 
introspective learn you know just sit yes. yourself in a room put on a good podcast or you know listen to whatever you want or nothing at all like i'll put on a youtube thing and just watch winter like right now i'm, I'm literally watching winter of wonderland in 4K. <laughs> that's all i'm watching it's on my background it, it creates a safe space man and then you know the more and more aware you are of your flaws the quicker you are to, you know when they do come out the quicker you are to recognize those flaws and you start course correcting and that's 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 change over time you know a solid sales or marginal gains so that's that one percent hey i may not have reacted off the same as i did before maybe it was still bad but not as bad you know so those things are just incremental steps and it comes in time um sometimes we're not patient enough that's yeah. one thing i have noticed in this this new generation including myself is we're just not patient enough with ourselves and we want things like instantaneous you know we want that instant feedback dopamine hit um, and so patience is not a virtue anymore. It's not taught. It's not, but it is a practice and, and it is a, it's a hard, difficult practice, right. especially for someone like me. Cause I'm like squirrel. I'm all over the place. <laughs> I said, it like, I got to slow down. Right. I got to breathe in every now and then. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. I can respect that. I can respect that. And for those yeah. listening that want to partake into the, the actual collective, um, how do they find IMN? Where do they go? So you could go to training or sorry, just go to imed.us right now. Um, we actually got the CME collective launched on the new website. So it's over there right now. So that'd be the best way. I mean, it's $97 a year. You get a limit CEUs. I will tell you, and a lot of people just don't know this, but it, but it goes to talk about our culture, right? We talk, people go too fast. They don't sit there and, and kind of do some research. There are students out there that still do a lot of research and they'll contact us and go, Hey, like, this is what I want to achieve. Like, is this, the right thing but i'll tell you everything you need for your paramedic emt fpc cfrn ctrn all of that is in the cme collective you just gotta go do it on your own but it's 97 dollars. people don't understand that and we're looking at reducing the price because one of the things that i i care very deeply about is how do we have how do we have this systemic chain in our industry well we have this cool platform that is now online it's you can take a remote so, I mean, we just signed on Juno, Alaska fire and rescue to the CME. Nice. They love this, Phenomenal. but even their training captain was like, Man, our guys would never get exposure to this up here. Zero, absolutely zero. They're so remote. They, they don't, they can't get educators to come out. There's no conferences going that way. You want to fly back this way. It's, you know, it's a challenge, yeah. but we've been able to take online education and learning directly to them. They're getting conferences and seeing the Dave Veras and the Jamie Hopes and the Sowers Eyes and everybody else, everybody that we've had on Icon and everything else before this medical lecture series, you know, they're getting access to that. And that's making an impact. So if you're a, a student, you know, hey, that's a great $97 a year. You're gonna knock everything out. If you're an agency, well, we got an even better deal for you. So just reach out to me personally and we'll, we'll talk. But, you know, it's the, the goal being is I don't want money to be a barrier. You know, I, I am a, I'm a philanthropist at heart. I mean, I already said I'm an empathetic leader, but I mean, I'm a philanthropist. Well, people may not know that about me, but I do care. And, and I do, do care about the mission and, and how to get there. I know price is always a barrier, especially when I just mentioned the car wash guy is making more than the paramedic, right? So you think I'm going to charge the paramedic? I know he doesn't. He's going to pay for his own stuff. She's got to pay for their own stuff, you know, her own stuff. So you do need to be cognizantly aware of our, our students, you know, and, and my goal is, is by giving them the variety, choose your own adventure is one of the things that we say, Hey, you got live streams, you got on-demand content, you got content from different channels, you got mental health awareness, you got immunology, you've got dental management, typhoid nasal cannula. I mean, take your pick. Uh, there, there's a lot of good stuff on there. 
Um, the one thing you don't get is is some of our premium courses, like the flight medical provider or something like that through the CME curriculum. So that that membership only limits everything to just you know a certain thing. But I'll tell you all, it's all good information. Absolutely. Like you mentioned, man, having that good discussion, those hard discussions, that's valuable. Yes. So hopefully this episode goes out there to see you. Well, people are going to start maybe something out of. I mean, we talked. We we hit some good right. points in tonight's episode. But we hit some really, really good points. Bring it back to the organization. Bring it back to themselves personally. You know, whatever. I hope something someone grows from this, and that's planting a seed. And as many seeds as we can throw out there, hopefully, like I said, good stuff yeah. comes back, bro. And that's just that's, that's just. It's, oh, no. it's, it's a great positive, investment. Positive karma. It's a, it's a great investment. It comes with the icon, right? The 97, that's part of the the icon. Yeah, yeah. You get the icon. Yeah, you get the icon so, conference. And, yep. and if you if you don't make it the day of or the days that we host icon. So this year, we we're going to do it in February. We've actually decided to probably push it back to early, late late summer to early fall, right before maybe crash and learn. But it's all online. If you don't make it, guess what? They're all on demand later on. And then they go back into the CME. So you do get them. Um, we already have, you know, both the last two icons in there too. So you're getting... You're getting all that. It, it's it's easy to access everything, and that's what we want to try to do. Is make it. Hey, you should not have to worry about paying for your education or receiving the knowledge that you want. And there is free access to online medical education. I know that. There's free stuff out there. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, it, it's where you're getting your high quality education from. You know, you're a podcast. That's you know, you're going to become one of those few podcasts that is actually accredited. You know, that does say something, man. That's and that's honor. just like saying something in degrees, right? You got to remember, and this, I actually never thought about this. I actually got to get Mike Boone, Heavy Eyes a Helmet, who's also a CD collective member yep. uh, and partner. You know, but he told me, he's like, hey, man, like, here you go. You know, if you don't think about, like, he was like, hey, man, I get to tell people, like, we're an accredited podcast. Like, that actually, because, and if you're listening on our side, it is, because we've had five people from our education committee review it, along with Dr. Rezire, medical director. So six people got a hold of that content to make sure it's medically validated or within our, we have our thresholds. Because right. um, there's new research out there that we are trying to push the edge of what's out there. Some of the studies are still young. And so I, I, I preface with that. But at the end of the day, it, it's accredited, which means we have good people look at it. And we actually go a little bit further than most, you know, accrediting uh, institutions do. I mean, it's required to have three. We have five plus our medical director. We have a certain order of operations that we go in and we have a standardized kind of uh, portal that we have the submissions go through. So we actually really kind of uh, hopefully set the way for that for other people to follow. Hopefully. I really do. I really do hope other competitors follow what we've done because I think it's a great model. And, and it's, it's at the end of the day going to help our industry. Yes. And if you're part of Icon, you're part of the CME collective, you get to access all these partners like, you get to come meet everybody at the Crash and Learns and the Icon conferences and stuff like that. And just realize that we're, we're fellow lifelong learners just like you guys listening or watching this video right now. I, I am exactly where you are right now. I am no different. I am just Chris, the paramedic that loves to talk, loves to learn, loves to hang out with fellow clinicians. That's just who I am. And you just start having a good time. Hopefully you may Crash and Learn because guess what? Urban, campfire, no PowerPoints, camping. I mean, outdoor activities, Perfect. beautiful, beautiful place. I mean, those are the opportunities you get. It's you know, and we are going to start opening up some premier, like, in-person events just exclusively for CME Collective nice. members because we're not doing the F&P courses uh, in, in, you know, open to the general public as much anymore. You know, we got so much 
we're so overwhelmed with just the agency side that I just don't have the time or the resources to open it up, but we do want to make those available to semi collective members. So things like that, conferences that how you guys the helmets are putting on, you know, there's other things, you know, rebellion in the end. There's there's things going on. So you know, take advantage of it. It's, it's not gonna be uh, a waste of your time or energy, I think. 100%. And hopefully not a time of wasting your money. Because if it is, you, you just reach out to us. You do have scholarship programs. I, I give out courses for free all the time. You can ask anybody why. Because <laughs> if someone comes to me and says, dude, I really want to take my FPC, but I, I failed. I got to go pay for the exam again. You know, I don't have the money. I don't have the funds, but this is my goal. Dude, I'm not going to staunch that, man. It, it's right. just, dude, like I said, you, you have the opportunity to help out. You, you take that opportunity to pick up that trash. Yep. You, you, you carry that old lady's groceries. You still blow your neighbor's yard. You mow. You pick up the trash can if it blows over. Little things like that actually add up, man. It's and if we rewarding. all take a little bit like that away, and and that just talks about the heart of what the, the CME Collective is, is we try to do good things for what we do in that's, our community around us. That's absolutely it. It's more rewarding when you can see that you're making a change in somebody's life. And that's that's what we do. And that's what we should be doing as clinicians and instructors and influencers. So that's Yeah, but that's having, the, having those tough discussions, I mean, that's why I have the medical lecture series. Like, that's my soapbox. I get to set that up. I get to choose who comes <laughs> out, what those topics are and things right. like that. And I mean, like, like I said, we're gonna have the, the mental health diversity or mental health panel coming up. We're gonna have the, the bi- gender bias diversity talk coming up. Like nice. why? Not sexy. I guarantee they're not gonna sell out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they don't sell out because all the live streams are free. But <laughs> hey, guess what? I mean, it, it's a talk that needs to be had. It and eventually, if we start having these conversations, there will be more conversations by other people out in our industry and in our community, right? We have this discussion on your podcast. Somebody else picks this up. They do something. Maybe it's the same thing or a variable on their podcast, but guess what? That message starts becoming more common and it becomes more common. And well, then we start taking the stigma. away. Exactly. You start taking the stigma away. People feel safe about actually saying, Hey, I'm not feeling okay. And more than times like, you're not going to say that, but you're going to do what you're going to buddy check. And you're going to say, Hey, I appreciate you. Cause we already That's- set that challenge. <laughs> That's it. You got it. That's a challenge. And if you do that, here, how about this? I'm going to raise you up a bunch. Okay. If you do that, I got to make sure I can follow through with this. (laughs) You go out and you text three people between, when are you going to put this out? Uh, I'm going to put it up hopefully by this weekend. By this weekend? Yep. Okay. So let's just say from Monday to Friday of next week, if you accept this challenge that Vince is putting out on you, so you text three people, and we're just going to be on the honor system here because there's no way I'm going to be able to validate this. I don't want you sending me screenshots and stuff. <laughs> but you suit up the Ben. He has a contest on his web on his podcast page. You say you did it. I'm going to give you something for free. I got to work it out. Oh, but there you go. We'll give away a free course. We'll give away a free course. You're going to wow. learn. Okay. So. That's- so hopefully there's some motivation, right? Everybody's in CU season right now, right? NREMT is coming up in March. Oh, yeah, Guess what? <laughs> you accept this challenge. You help out three people. You just do something good. Do something yeah. good today. And guess what? I'm going to help. I'm going to do something good for you. We'll hook you up with some free training. That is phenomenal, of course. That's, that's, that's the, that is the way of leadership. <laughs> that's, that's the, the no, definition leadership. of it. Just doing the right thing. Yep, that's that's doing the right thing. Leadership is just doing the right thing. <laughs> just doing the right thing, man. I have a position where I can help out and, and, and that's what we believe in because this is going to do a lot of good, man. So yeah. hopefully you guys accept this challenge out there. I really do. That's awesome. Chris, it's, it's always an honor. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Um, I'm glad we were able to do this. And, you know, anytime we have our next series of, of conversation, we would love to have you on the table, you know, just to partake in it. So we're still coming up and uh, brainstorming what our actual content's going to be for the next series. 
Um, so even if you want to come up with your own idea and you want to incorporate something that you feel like is a challenge within the industry, we will run with it, you know, or right. anybody out there has an That's idea. That's what too. I love it, man. I, I, am slowly losing my time and I may not always be able to do the, and I only do these, uh, lecture series once a month, but that's where, you know, Hey, guess what? That's what you guys do. And I love what it is that you guys do. So I'm going to throw as much fire as I can or not fire <laughs> We're gonna throw some fuel <laughs> to make a bigger fire. Uh, is what I was trying to say and spit out. Um, but yes, I would love to come back on the show and be honored and continue doing what you guys are doing, man. You guys are doing it great. Thanks, sir. You guys are starting out right. And I hope everybody else out there, just you know, look at Vince as an example, man. He he, he just got an idea. If you want to try something, he's in with him. And look what he's doing now. You know, I have a podcast with a you gentleman. You need to start a podcast. <laughs> you can even start small. Like, yep. hey, you recognize a small piece of change that needs to happen with the organization. Maybe a bag needs to go this, a certain check. I don't know. You know, though. Yep. Bring it up. Try to make start with just small change. Pick up the trash. That's it. Pick, pick up, up the trash. trash. And it's more people picking it. up trash. Guess what? We wouldn't have any trash on the ground. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Now, if the people can just stop smoking and leaving in front of them, I'm just come on, come on. We got to fight those habits. Fight those habits. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was a smoker, so uh, <laughs> we we all live and learn, right? We, yep. Like I said, it's been a growth. You, you get older, you get grayer. You know, you start realizing different perspectives. Yep. It's an honor, Chris. Thank you again. It's an honor to be part of the collective as well. I'm I appreciate glad, it. I'm honored, man. Thank you. This is a great discussion. I love having yeah. discussions like these because, you know, as you mentioned, um, they're just not being had a, 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 at the frequency I believe that they should. So my name is Chris Mathon from Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm a flight paramedic by trade and still just a guy. And, you know, I am now on thin lines and I'm a new lifelong learner.